The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Today, our guest is Bo Moultrie, who's the president of BDM Commercial Real Estate. Bo, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on, John. Bo, um, you know, you've been a successful guy doing a bunch of stuff up in the Atlanta market. Uh, can you just give us a, just a big picture view of how is the real estate market doing today in Bo's mind? In Bo's mind, it's, it's, it's healthier than I think, you know, the, the narrative that, that you may hear, you know, on the news. Um, most of the centers that I lease and manage are 95% occupied. We're not really having to give any concessions on rent. Uh, we're, we're getting our asking rates. Uh, and so you see, you know, I just see a lot of, a lot of calls. Yesterday I was very busy. I'm working on about 10 deals now. One, a major university. Well, not a major, but it's, it's a major name in the educational space that's looking at taking, you know, 8,000 square feet and investing over a million dollars in, in, the, in the improvements of that space. And so we're seeing, you know, just I see a very healthy clip in, in you know, the retail sector that I'm at, which is primarily grocery anchor shopping centers, and maybe I just for a client one or two office buildings. But I, you know, we're not. I, I just see a very healthy market. We have, you know, Atlanta has we have the film industry. We have uh, that has really been a a, a big uh, injection of of um, jobs and revenue here, and and you know, into the economy. So you see, you're seeing, you know, you're you're seeing a lot of new homes, a lot of new developments. You're seeing um, even a good friend of mine here in this market, Mark Toro, is doing another. Uh, he did Atlantic Station when he was with North American Properties. Did Avalon. He's doing another new development, just like Avalon and Judge Creek, which is mixed use, you know, really high rents, healthy rents, um, and he has a two-year waiting list. So wow. that's what I see in my eyes. Wow. Let's go back. Uh, so the first thing when you're talking about being healthy, you said 95% leased with a lot of activity. And in that, in that so that in of itself is a good sign. Um, are you also seeing stable tenants? Meaning, do you have, you know, bankruptcies or delinquent tenants and rents or are things stable as far as your existing tenants go? Existing tenants stable. We have no, 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 nobody in arrears, even the mom and pop, to be honest with you, John. Um, you know, we just don't have that. I just not on any of the centers that I lease and manage. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I, I um, am working with a national, um, I say their name, their subway. They're looking to, they, you know, they're calling me about a space that I can't fit in my center. So I'll put them in the center next to mine, a good friend of mine. You know, they're going to sign a 10 year lease uh, above market rents. Uh, and that, and so both of those centers will be hundred percent occupied. So we're not seeing um, our tenants are able to pay their rent. They're able to, you know, deal with the increases. I just signed three renewals last month and uh, that, you know, so they're healthy and these are all smaller um, entrepreneurs. Well, that's really helpful, man. That's insightful that uh, that's going on. And then the other thing you said I thought was really interesting was you mentioned this education use, you know, and uh, back, uh, you know, when it was four years ago when people were talking about the retail apocalypse, you know, one of the things that was going on there is people, you know, really feel like retail was going away and in some ways, some retail did go away, but it got replaced by other uses. And a lot of those uses right. have done a great job activating the properties and making the existing retail even healthier. So 
that education use again, you know, 10 years ago would be kind of unheard of. Now it's more commonplace. And that's, that sounds like a big win for a retail project is, did I get all that right? You got that absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. Um, and you know, that, that, that education use, it's, it's amazing because they, they are blending some of the elements of retail in a way, you know, they're kind of making it look like a Panera bread, you know, that kind of, and they're blending that, that, that kind of lounge style with education. It's a very, very cool concept. And, um, so you're, you're, you know, you're seeing, like you said, they're, they're taking that retail space, but they're, they're actually kind of making it fit the property as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, it used to be that retailers didn't like to have office uh, buildings right next to them. But one of the things they learned was it was activating space that wasn't normally activated. It's getting more people on the property, different people on property, mm-hmm. right? And so I think it's the same thing with education. You know, it's like, you know, at a shopping center, maybe at eight in the morning is not very active, but all of a sudden you have a class that starts at 830. Uh, it activates the property. And then, you know, when you have like um, different times at night, weekends, it, and the, that education use may not be as busy where the retailers are normally busy. So it's it's what people didn't think would work, but it actually seems to be working quite well. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, you talked about the film industry. You know, Bo, I, uh, I have a, in my household, my wife uh, used to be an actress. My oldest daughter is a theater major. We see a lot of movies in our household. We're big uh, theater people. And so I cannot believe how many times at the end of a film, it's, you know, it said it was filmed in Georgia. And I see that Peach logo come up. And so I, that's cool that you mentioned that because I got to imagine that when a production comes in town, they just put a lot of money into the local market and then you have the spinoff of all the different vendors connected to that. So you're saying that's just another good example of things that are helping the Georgia market. Did I get that right? Got that absolutely correct. And also they've, uh, you know, they've changed the value of um, properties that probably in Atlanta were undervalued, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So the industrial use now, <laughs> uh, they're getting almost retail rent on the new stuff. Uh, they're, they're, they, they're, um, they're limited now on, on, on those because those are being snatched up and um a lot of the the you know there's there's another revenue stream for landlords because you know we'll get calls now especially some of the value add properties you know we'll get a call and say hey let us you know we want to shoot a film here for you know two weeks and they pay hefty fees so that you know there's so many layers to the revenue and then you're seeing offshoots you're seeing a lot of studios being you know these industrial buildings are taking up so you're seeing a healthy I mean, I think now I was I'm sourcing an industrial use for one of my um, restaurants to do production, and I think now uh, when I talk, we're almost at twenty dollars per square foot uh, for industrial space. <laughs> it used to be like, you know, maybe I don't know eight, yeah. nine dollars, you know, four years ago. Yeah, I was um, I was going to say now, six. Uh, so that's impressive. Either way around, it's it's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, um, yeah. So the last. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was real quick. We just got a two minutes before we're going to go to a break. But uh, you mentioned Mark Toro. Mark and I actually worked at the same company together 2,000 years ago. It wasn't that long ago, but it was <laughs> a long time ago. But I remember then thinking, this guy is impressive, and he is impressive. And so he's still doing some cool deals and making some things happen. And you, you brought him up, and I've always been a fan, and I just want to touch on that point. So he's got you're, you're saying he's continuing to make some cool projects happen in the land market. Oh my God, fantastic projects. And he's a neighbor of mine, so I see him quite often. And um, he's actually not only that, but you know, this, 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 uh, this kind of downtown in the suburbs concept he has, he just seemed to have struck gold with it. And, and he's taken this 
his prototype, if you will, um, and he's even looking outside of uh, the state of Georgia. I know he's up at Tennessee. Uh, look at you know I, I'm not trying to speak, to, but you know he he's this is his legacy. I think is going to be this kind of um, mixed use, um, these kind of developments. Yeah. Well, I, I look, I think Atlanta's done a super job of creating some outstanding talent, entrepreneurs, cultivating them, and then they've seen them branch out of their markets. And so that that's awesome. So, you know, we know that the interest rates is an issue on the capital market side, but it sounds like big picture mm-hmm. from you in the trenches doing the real work of leasing. Right now, corporations are still expanding, they're doing deals, and they're paying the rent and make things happen. And And you're seeing that across the Atlanta market, correct? Correct. Yep. Correct. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, listen, oh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back. And when we come back, you know, Bo, I've known you a long time. I want to ask you about your thoughts about, you know, traits of successful leaders. Ever since I've known you, you've been in leadership. So I want to get your, your feedback on what you see the successful ones doing, people like Mark. Um, so with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back here at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice, and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. And we are back here with uh, Bo Moultrie. Bo, I can remember... Uh, the day I met you, and the day I met you, I remember thinking to myself, "This guy's a leader." Um, and I, and I really, what jumped out to me was, you know, you've always just had such a positive energy, and you know, a servant leader style, like looking around the situation in the room and thinking, "What needs to happen here to make impact?" And so I've seen you go from uh, this guy in college who I felt like, "Man, this guy's a leader." That man, you've done it, and you've developed, and you are a leader now. So you have a perspective of being the guy looking up to now being the guy in the seat. So talk to me about what do you see as the most important traits uh, for people to be CEOs and be leaders in the real estate industry? Well, first I want to say thank you, John. It's coming from you. That's uh, that's uh, that means a lot, and I, I appreciate that compliment and and you seeing that that potential in me. Um, so first, I would like to say that for me. Integrity has been a big key for, for for my success. You know, do what you say you're going to do, and 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 in this business, you know, especially commercial real estate, leasing and managing properties, there's a lot of opportunities to be to not be to not have integrity. There's a lot of ways to police the the, the transaction. You know, uh, to be honest, John, a lot of 
investors are kind of absentee investors. And, you know, a lot of, I've been, I've been asked by landscaping people to, Hey, if you give me the landscaping contract and, you know, I'll give you a percentage on the back and these, all these things do not align with my client. And, you know, there's plenty of people I know that might do stuff like that. But for me, the integrity of, of, of saying, no, that doesn't align with my interest. I'm not going to take a short-term game. You know, I, I, I prefer to do what's best for my client. I think that has been what has helped me keep my clients for the long term. I haven't lost one client that I've ever had, never lost one. So I think integrity and having a high integrity is important to me. Uh, second, I think be coachable. I mean, I think even when I met you, the thing that, that you really helped me get from point A to point B was I was coachable. I got on, we got on calls every week and you gave me advice on what to do. And I, and through my whole career, even now, I still have mentors and, and friends and even you that, that, you know, that I still call and say, you know, Hey, I want to do this. What do you think about this? We had a conversation about a month ago, John. And I said, Hey, John, when I do this, you know, and you gave me your advice and I took that advice and I wrote it down and I have that thought. I'm coachable. I, I, you know, I, I learn from everybody. I don't, no matter what you achieve, you've got to be humble. You got to be coachable and you got to really understand servant leadership. People say that, but what does that really look like? You know, so be, be coachable. And then I think also I play the long game. I think that goes back to what I was saying. And one example I'll say is this, like, I've had a tenant who had got into trouble. They couldn't make their rent. And she had found another tenant in the same center that would assume her lease. Now, for me, the assumption is is not, I don't make as much money as I would if I did a new lease. Now, the property management recommended to the landlord that they seek legal eviction action against this tenant. And the tenant had contracted COVID, had lost her baby in the hospital, and she couldn't make the payment. And I went and argued against my own short-term financial gain to say, hey, you know, you've already, Mr. Landlord, you've already put out the commission money. You've already put out the tenant improvement allowance. You already have a, a return on investment you want for this lease. And you already have somebody that will assume the lease and make you whole. This lady contracted COVID, lost a kid. Why in the world would we seek legal, legal action against her when we have an, we have the ability for, to, to have someone assume the lease? And there's more money in your pocket. You're not putting out more commission, more TI dollars. And you're basically paying me twice for the deal. And that may seem like I, I shot myself in the foot, but it's the right thing to do, right? Because it, it, it made that deal whole. And it's a long term. It's a relationship. I'm not sitting there trying to, trying to nickel and dime my way out in, you know, to success. And then I think the other thing is, one thing I do is add massive value. You have to add value. You know, you just, I don't, above and beyond value is what I add. And I, I, and I do that multiple ways, kind of like there. I added value and, and showed my, my integrity and my value in, in that transaction. But even things I don't have to do, I go and I really form a relationship with those tenants. And so those tenants, you know, the secret to this is, for me is this, John. People just want to just know that they're appreciated. And so I'll go to my centers and I'll sit down with those business owners and I talk to them and I know when their kids are graduating, I know what's going on in their life. I know how they started a business. I know if they're struggling, I, I get to know them on a personal level and they know they have somebody who cares about them. And when people know you care about them, know that, that guy across the street can't steal the people out of my center because they know, hey, Bo really comes by and sees about them. He really cares. He sends me cards on my birthday. He sends me he sends me thank you cards when I when I when I have an anniversary for my for my business being in business and out here um, working as an entrepreneur. That is the secret. There is 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 that I think is that that value add from a personal deep relationship um, level, 
And then I do the same one thing with my clients. I go above and beyond. I do a, you know, a model for the lease. I flood it. You know, I just do all these things and I'm constantly adding value um, and not taking my relationship for granted. And then finally, the last thing, I'm not trying to be too long here, is perfect. I think you have to find the passion for what you want to do, what you do. If you, there's so many lenses to look through. Okay, I've got to do property management. Ah, oh, it's, it's this or that. Oh, I got to go at least. If you can align that with your own passion, your own way of viewing the world, your own perspective, that's where the magic happens, right? Because then all of a sudden you get up and you and you have this fire in you when you get up and you ha- you want to do it. And so you have to align what you what you're doing with what drives you and what what makes you want to be successful or whatever you want to be. I don't know what that looks like to you. But for me, it's, it's this life that I have and, and being able to touch people and lift people up, man. I mean, you know, you, you some of these people are struggling. You go in and you have a conversation with them and, and you lift them up and you help them push to the next level. Those are the things that, that excite me um, about what I do. So. Uh, every single thing you said was awesome. Now I've got like 90 seconds to respond. So I got to do this real, real quick. No, no, I mean, listen, talk about burying the lead. We should have opened with this question because what you said was, I would want, part of the thing is, I, you're infectious. Like I want to be around you. And I think people respond to it because of who you are, but let's go, let's go back through what you said. You first, you said integrity and I always define integrity as truth plus action. Like, you know, Mm. you see something as true and then you act on it. And, uh, Mike, I'll tell you this just from the world, you know, Bo and I live in, you know, when you drive by and you see like a fireworks display or a, you know, pumpkin patch or something like that, sometimes that's there legally. Sometimes it's there illegally. Right. And, it, and it, people don't know that, but like, you know, what Bo's saying is so true. People in Bo's job get off her bribes and it would, it would surprise you that it happens. But here's what would shock you is when a guy like Bo turns the bribe down, how shocked the person is when he turns it down. Yeah. And they're not used to it. They're not used to yeah. it. Like, but I go around town and I see it. And, and by the way, some of those bribes people take, they're actually committing felonies. Like it's breaking law, the law because you know, it's a licensed business, yeah. right? So that integrity, him just talking is cool. When you said coachable, you know, look, just for people listening to this, you know, Bo was a college student and, and I helped him out. And then years later, he and I did some business together. And then years later, you know, Bo and I had some rough issues and, and, and Bo was mad at me and I needed to apologize to him. And I did. And he was right and I was wrong. And so, Bo, you've been coachable, but then you've coached, right? And when you move from being a relationship where somebody's like a mentor to a, to an equal, that that's a cool thing. And I, I applaud you on that. I love what you said about the long, long, long view, the long gain. It's like, that's why you have clients for life, right? Because you're not doing what for today. You're doing it for the whole career, uh, adding the value. And like you, you, I consistently hear you saying things that, well, you don't ever say that's not my job. You're trying to do things that are beyond that. And then I love the passion. Right. I love the passion. So, man, all that, man, Bo, I tell you what, you've, you've been the same guy for as long as I've known you, which is somebody that's doing all those things. And by the way, you've overcome a ton of stuff, too. It's not like life's been easy for you. You've had some challenging times. You've just handled it in a really professional way. Um, we got to close out. got about 30 seconds. Bo, any other final thoughts from you on advice you have for your young people in the business? Um, you know, just... Um... Like you said, um, always operate with class, even in those, those tough times. Don't ever let somebody pull you into um, acting out of character. Just just hold your head up high. And life is not an easy road. It really isn't. But you just if you just hang in there, man, it's worth it in the end. You and I are both Coach Bowden fans, and he had a thing he said one time, talking to a Lou Holtz, and he said, 
you coach your team and I'll coach my team. And, you know, we got to stay focused on who our coach is and who, who we want to be about. Bo Moultrie, president of BDM Commercial Real Estate in Atlanta. I'm a fan and I'm grateful that you're in my life. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. God bless you, John. Likewise. Thank you, sir. All right. Take a break. We'll be back with our final section. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. We are back here at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition, uh, with Mike Gillen, my boss. Uh, so good to have you here. Always uh, good to be with you, John. Yeah, and how about that Bo Moultrie, man? Oh, my goodness. Is that guy infectious or what? I mean, segment two of your program there, uh, when he goes through what is important to him. Yeah. Uh, that was rich. I mean, I took copious notes. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like he talks in that first part, and he's just talking about his business, and he's right on point, right? He's right on point. It's like doing this, and, and like I said, like healthy tenants, insightful, talking about uh, doing the education deal and the retail use. I mean, like all right on point. And then that second part was, okay, let's look under the hood. What's mm-hmm. what's going on with this guy? And you can tell it's like, it's like uh, you know, realizing underneath this tree is this deep, deep, deep root. Yeah. And boy, that second part was just hearing all the depth of who he is. And it's it's like, man, I want that guy leasing my property. And, and speaking of that, to that point, um, to hear him say that in spite of what we hear in the news about the economy and things going wrong, interest rates being high, to find out that they're actually still leasing most of their properties and getting higher than market value or higher than what would be the going rate, I think is how he expressed that. That surprised me. Yeah. No, and, it, and 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 again, you're talking about front lines. You know, sometimes people talk about the economy from this perspective. They read this report. When you're talking to somebody that's day-to-day talking to businesses, like that's right there. It's really helpful. I, I do want to say this, you know, Mike, you know, you know that I've mentored and worked with hundreds of college students, oh, right? Like, you, that's like, what you lot, do, my man. A lot. You know, Bo's in a unique category because I mentored him and then we worked together and then, and I'll just tell you this, I really had to recognize that I failed him, you know, that he, he did some stuff for us and then he moved on and I was a little upset with him. And then after, you know, like come, a couple of years have gone by, I had to really reflect that I failed him as a leader. And so can you imagine that? And, and we talked it out, we talked it out and, you know, went from being close to having some, you know, hurt to having reconciliation. And now that that and back again. And, you know, he could have chosen not to forgive me. He could have said, he could have been like, so when you, when you hear all the things he's saying, you know, somebody could say like, oh, well, he's doing great. Well, he and I weren't always doing great. And he chose to forgive, forgive me and maintain that relationship with me. That's, that's a real deal. Well, it's, to me, it speaks a lot about both of you because of the fact that for you to admit that you saw something, even a couple of years after the fact, Mm-hmm. A lot of leaders that I've seen and have worked for in times past would would never have gone back to that, would never have gone back to admit 
their own, you know, shortcomings. But to, for, for me to hear you say that, number one, it doesn't surprise me, but it does speak to the power of extension of uh, brokenness, forgiveness, asking for forgiveness, and then for Bo to turn around and be able to do that, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Uh, that speaks of what his commitment about being in the long game. Oh, totally. Right. I mean, yeah. because it goes to, you know, when you admire somebody and they're a mentor you and then they fail you, like that can create lifelong hurt, right? That lets them just don't get, just don't get yeah. over that. Um, and so I give him credit for his own development as a man, as a leader, and as uh, and his own confidence that he's able to speak truth. And uh, again, we've had deep, I mean, deep, deep conversations. And I'm so grateful for relationship now. Again, I... I look at him as a peer. I look at him as like, hey, this is a peer. And if, frankly, I don't think it would be too long. I'll be like, he's past me. I'm looking up at him. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, and that, that's a cool thing, too. You know, but, we just drove back through that area just uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm shocked at that area, that Atlanta area. It is, it's massive. I mean, yeah. you know, for, it takes almost an hour to get through yeah. the whole area. It, it's just big. And to realize this guy is doing it upright there. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot going for him. Yeah. And it, again, major market. I, I, I love um, the final thing I'll say is I loved his transparency. When he when he said the thing about the landscaper off in cash and turning that down, yeah. you know, it goes it's all consistent. All those things all lined up. Um, but I mean, Mike, there's a lot of people in our industry. I mean, not, not your industry, my industry. The radio industry is a clean industry. I don't have any problems, right? But in the real <laughs> no, estate, <laughs> none at all. Yeah, but in the real estate industry, there there is a there's some of that that really does happen. Yeah. And um, for him to talk about it, he's putting it on the table, he's calling it out, and then maintaining what he's doing. It's just awesome. It's great. Yeah. Well, Mike, as always, thanks for being here with me, buddy. And uh, that was Bo Moultrie, president of BDM Commercial Real Estate in Atlanta. And uh, I'm a fan of that guy. I'm a fan of that guy. Um, This has been the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Uh, Thank you and look forward to the next time. This has been the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.